All right. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Young Entrepreneur Show. We have 22-year-old Tyler, the hypnotist, here with us today, ready uh, to help us get rid rid of all of the limiting beliefs in everything we have. Tyler, welcome to the show. Dude, thank you for having me. It is an absolute fucking pleasure. That's amazing, man. Tyler, I I was doing some research getting ready for this episode, and I you know, I heard that you were in college, you know, trying a bunch of different things. And then you found hypnotism, I believe. Can you walk us through kind of briefly how you discovered hypnotism and how that process went? Yeah, dude. So I went to college the same reason most people go to college. And that's because our parents expect us to. And uh, (laughs) so I was in school for a year and a half total. Ever since the first month of going to classes, I realized, holy shit, I don't want to be here. I'm not meant to be here. So I started skipping classes. And what I did when I was skipping classes was I was trying to find something that actually interested me, right? So I went on YouTube and I I looked up uh, juggling. I want to learn how to juggle. I looked up palm reading, magic. Through magic, I found a magician who was also a hypnotist. Now, let me tell you this. Magic takes a long time of practice to get one trick down. Right, hours and hours of practice for one trick. This hypnotist made magic so fucking easy, I would be stupid not to learn it. He had a, a deck of cards. I actually have a, a deck of cards. So he had a deck of cards, right? And he had this card, let's say the queen of hearts on the top. And he would say, okay, what card is this? They'd say the queen of hearts. And what he would do is he would say, watch this, ready? It's going to change right before your eyes. What card is it now? And the dude, he freaked out. He was like, holy shit, how did you do that? You didn't even touch the deck. It's the ace of diamonds. And I was watching and I'm like, no, it's fucking not. That was my first introduction to hypnosis. I thought, okay, first of all, there's no way that's real. Second of all, if it is real, I need to learn how to do it. Okay. So from there, the same way you get good at anything is you find the greatest in the world and you study them. So I started watching all these different hypnotists. And the interesting thing is some hypnotists would spend an hour lowering their voice and slowly relaxing someone into hypnosis. And then other hypnotists, they would walk up to someone on the street. They would say seven words. And on the seventh word, the person is passed out on the floor. Okay. Now I was confused. I thought they must've hired actors. It must've been staged for the people who did it so fast. Why would someone spend an hour if it takes seven words? Now, the commonality is that the longer hypnotists were typically doing it for healing and the shorter hypnotists were doing it, it's called street hypnosis for entertainment. Now, my first thought is if it takes seven words, why the fuck would a healer spend that long relaxing someone? Mm -hmm. So my unique position, I learned hypnosis initially because number one, it interested me. I wanted to see if this was something, hey, maybe I can do this for a living. And I started combining the two techniques. So my sole focus around hypnosis is healing people, but I pride myself on the efficiency of healing people, how fast we can do it. So to answer your question, I was in school for a year and a half. After about six months, I became recognized as the hypnotist on campus. I would be walking to class the few times I did go to class and people would stop me. They'd say, dude, are you the hypnotist? Hypnotize me. 
right? And I'd hypnotize them. I'd get this huge crowd of people. I'd be out there for hours all day. And um, but by the end of the year and a half, I started accepting clients, like $100 an hour clients, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm like, you know what? This is what I want to do. If at any point in the future, I don't want to do this, I'll stop. I dropped out of school. I went full-time. That was three and a half years ago now. I'm doing this for four years and uh, never looked back. Also, side note, I saw in your story today that you dropped out of school too. So hell yeah, good shit on that. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Not everybody knows yet. So I guess they're going to discover from my story and uh, in this podcast here. But dude, that that's really cool. Now tell us, like, how do you define hip, hypnosis or hypnotism? Uh, just yeah. for the audience who may not have a clear viewpoint of what it is. So here's the interesting thing. First of all, if you ask a hundred different hypnotists the same question, every single one would give you a different answer. Okay. Now, taking it a step further, if you ask the same hypnotist a year apart, assuming they're growing, they will be giving you a different answer to the same question. So I'll give you a few answers. Okay. Hypnosis is what you believe creating your reality. Okay. So take, for instance, have you heard of the placebo effect? Yes. So for the viewers who haven't heard of the placebo effect, it is, doctor, I have a terrible headache. Can you please do something? The doctor hands you a pill. He says, this pill will get rid of your headache. You take it. You believe him. The doctor's the hypnotist. A few minutes later, your headache goes away. The pill had no medicine at all. Mm. But you believed your headache would go away. And so it did. Okay, now we can take this to a deeper level. Let's say someone believes they're depressed and they're with a group of friends and all of a sudden, God forbid, they find themselves having a good time and they're laughing and they're enjoying life. And after a few moments, they bring themselves back down because they say, oh shit, I'm depressed. I need to prove this belief right to me. Okay. Hypnosis is your beliefs creating your reality. And that's why I realized so some people spend an hour to hypnotize someone into trance and others take a minute to hypnotize people into trance. The only difference is hypnosis affects the hypnotist too. Sometimes the hypnotist expects it to take an hour. They believe that's how long it takes. And so it does. Some people expect, they believe that if they were to work with a hypnotist, it would take 10 sessions for this to work for their life. Lifelong result. If that was the belief, that's the reality. I said earlier, I pride myself on efficiency. Every single client I work with, they expect that in one session, in 30 minutes, the core belief holding them back will be shifted. And since that's what they believe, that's what they create. That is hypnosis. How do you, dude, that is a phenomenal answer. Very good. But how do you get your clients to make such radical shifts in that 30 minutes when you go uh, and have one session with them. Whereas, you know, other hypnotists may take 10 sessions or, or longer. Yeah, dude. So there's a couple of things. First of all, there's the session, but the first half of the session is the sales call. Cause on the sales call, I'm identifying their pain and more specifically, more importantly is the cause behind their pain. Mm-hmm. Someone's pain may be, Oh, I'm overweight. I want to lose weight. They'll hire a coach and the coach says, oh, easy, eat healthy and go to the gym every day. That's putting a Band-Aid on a wound, right? In hypnosis, if you want it to last your life and you want it to be effective, you need to find the input for the output. So if someone is struggling in sales, 
because they're not good on the phone. I find the reason they're not good on the phone. They have a low self view of themselves because daddy left them at five years old. So we deal with the cause of the issue. On the actual session, I identify the cause on the sales call. We hop in the session and my sole goal is not to change anything tangible, but rather to change their perception on the things that happened, okay? Um, so for example, I was working with this dude about two weeks ago and I learned on the sales call that growing up, he was a huge fan of superheroes. He got bullied because of it, got made fun of it because of it. And that led to his lack of confidence but on the session, I asked him, I said, who's your favorite superhero? He told me. I said, tell me about that hero's origin story. And he started telling me about all the pain they went through, how they got bullied, how they got made fun of. And people think superheroes are powerful because of the, the abilities they have. A lot of superheroes don't even have any powers or abilities, right? They're heroes because of their origin story. Their power comes from their pain. So if I say something like that to someone whose childhood was superheroes, what's gonna happen in their mind is they still got bullied, they still made bullshit decisions about themselves, about life, but all of a sudden the same situation flipped in their mind. Because now they realize that that pain is the source of their power, okay? So ultimately, if I were to boil it down to a few words, there's the reframe. So shifting the perspective in their mind, okay? Then once I believe I changed their belief, I need to confirm it. I need to make sure their belief has changed. So I'll ask them a few questions. Do you feel better? Are you 10 out of 10 on a scale of one to 10 for confidence? As soon as they confirm it, what you need to do is immediately change state and hype them up and say, fuck yes, dude, I'm so proud of you, congratulations. It brings them to a peak state and that's where it becomes real. Okay. The last piece I do is a follow-up call a week later. That's just to make sure I did my job and I don't need to fix anything else. Okay. I set the expectation from the sales call. It takes one session. I tell them we do it by identifying the cause and changing the perception of the cause. And that's exactly what I do on the session. Wow. So you tell them it's going to take one session. Then they start to believe it too. You identify that root, what's causing it. So you read books, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So you notice there's a general format for all books or at least entrepreneurship, business, self-help books is they tell you what they're going to teach you. They teach you what they're teaching you. Then they tell you what they taught you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's the same thing for hypnosis sessions. Mm -hmm. I tell them, this is what's going to happen on the session. I do what's going to happen on the session. And then I confirm it at the end. One thing I added in recently about a year ago is at the beginning of every session, I will ask my client, what is going to happen on this session? And I will ask that question as many times as I need to until they tell me I'm gonna shift this bullshit belief, step into my power and feel 100% confident. Cause that right there is them starting to make it real already. So it's, it's them their whole time. It's just you revealing it and like getting them to that point where they can step into it themselves. Dude, here's the thing I realized is that we are born as gods, as kings. They literally call it a crowning when they can see your head. We're fucking kings. We're born perfect and we slowly unlearn everything. People who view themselves as having low confidence or being insecure are just as confident as you and I, 
The only difference is they are so confident that they're insecure. It's hard for them to drop it. Oh my gosh. Just they're now. confident that they're insecure. They just apply it wrong. So, so someone sitting there listening to this, they're sitting there and they're like, oh, I'm not confident. Oh, maybe I, I want to do this, but I don't have the confidence to step into that or to be bold. Dude, like, yeah, you, and I'm speaking to whoever's listening right now, you are so fucking confident in everything that you believe. It just, your belief isn't unconfident. Right now. So you can do one of two things. First of all, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're, you have the right direction in your mind where you're looking to improve yourself and to grow and expand and level up. You can do this one of two ways. Number one is to be aware of the bullshit and start to identify the stories that we tell ourselves that aren't true. You can do this on your own and it'll take time, but it's free. That works for people on a budget, okay? The most efficient way to get help to grow, to level up, is to find someone who is where you want to be, feels the way you want to feel, and hire them. Help that, let them help you. Um, I did it the first way for the first two years, and it worked, and it was slow. But now the coolest thing about being a hypnotist is most of my friends are hypnotists, and we help each other out. It's pretty sick. You guys hypnotize each other? All the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a buddy, Marcel, in LA. He's another... He's one of the biggest hypnotists in Cali. And uh, I'll go out and visit him occasionally. He'll come visit me. But literally every day we're hypnotizing each other just to get into the peak state faster before it calls. It's fucking cool. That's so cool. Okay. So, you know, also we got some sales professionals listening to this. Hell yeah. Some people who are in sales. And I know that you you specialize in helping salespeople too. So someone who is in sales, but they don't have, they have bad money beliefs. And I've seen this on your story. You talk about it. It's like believing that you are the person to, you know, make however much you want to make and stepping into that. Can you um, talk to us about how do you change your money beliefs and really elevate them so that you start to receive and, and earn the amount of money you want to? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. No millionaire was surprised when the million dollars hit their bank account. Okay, so we have what's called a, a baseline. We have a standard. And sometimes if your income is not meeting your standard, your expectation, your belief, what's going to happen is you'll increase your income. It'll happen naturally because that's what you expect to happen. Now, if let's say your baseline is 10K, right? You just got into business. You're making like 3K a month. Your baseline is 10K. You know, that's what you deserve. And you work hard for a couple months. You'll get there. But then you hear the stories of people who they'll all of a sudden they'll be making 25K a month. And then the next month they're making like 5K. They don't know what went wrong. They're beating themselves up. But if their baseline's at 10K, we're always, if you take one thing away from today, take this. Our unconscious mind cares more about being right than being happy. You're you always trying quick? to prove yourself right. Okay. Now, a lot of times money beliefs, they come from childhood. They come from your parents stressing over finances and that stress is affecting you. Um, even sometimes wealthy families can cause negative money beliefs. It all comes from your decisions about these experiences. Okay. So how beliefs are formed. 
We go through an experience, we make a decision, that decision becomes a belief, okay? Repetition of experience creates beliefs. Repetition of beliefs creates identities, okay? So we can't control the experiences we have growing up. They're handed to us, they're given to us, okay? We make a decision and a lot of times it's a little kid making that decision, a seven-year-old who decides that money is bad. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years, and you know that money is good. You know how many people you can help with money. You know you deserve to be free from financial burdens. And you're sitting in the passenger seat of your car, and there's this little seven-year-old reaching up, trying to hold on to the steering wheel and taking control of your actions because he decided, or she decided that money is bad, okay? Now, cool, so we know why we have these limiting money beliefs. How do we adopt the beliefs that we want to have? Okay, now there's a ton of different ways that you can do this. I'll share one that works for me. Actually, and I'll give a little bonus at the end. Okay. okay. So one that works for me is visualization. But the important part is people do visualizations and 99% of people who do them don't feel like anything happened because they do it wrong. Same thing with affirmations, by the way. The only time visualizations and affirmations work is when you are in the right emotional state first. If you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, I am confident, I am powerful, but you feel like shit, you're lying to yourself. But if you feel on top of the world and you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, I'm confident, I'm powerful, and you feel it, then for the first time, you're telling yourself the truth, okay? So visualizations, I will see myself in experiences where I used to have tension, going for, I used to start with $100 hour sessions, now I do 2000 for a session. And I would see myself saying that number on the call to the person and feeling absolutely 100% comfortable, confident, powerful, and in my mind, I'd have them react brilliantly. They would love it. They say, dude, thank you so much for making this offer to me. Okay, so step one, emotional state, visualization, see it going perfectly. Step two, emotional state, visualization, see it going not as well, but keep the same emotional state as it goes not as well. So now I'll say, okay, so that'll be $2,000. And they say, dude, you know, I wanna work with you. Uh, I just don't have the money. Um, and they start saying things I wouldn't prefer but it'll happen. I still feel really fucking good, okay? I do it one more time. This time, absolute worst case scenario. I'll feel confident, I'll feel powerful, I'll feel comfortable. I'll say, I charge $2,000. And they will say, who the fuck do you think you are charging $2,000, okay? And they will go off, worst possible case, case scenario. But I've been training my unconscious that regardless of the outcome, it's called outcome independence, I will feel a certain way, okay? Now, our subconscious mind, there's a few rules. I'll share one right now. I okay. mentioned earlier, we're always trying to prove our beliefs true. We care more about being right than anything else, okay? Our unconscious mind also doesn't know the difference between reality and what goes on up here. Now, you know this is true because if you've ever dreamed before, most of the time you don't realize you're dreaming. It feels real. So when we go through this experience in our unconscious, visualizing with emotions, we start showing our mind, hey, this is reality. Then when you go into reality 
and you get in the peak state, whether it's through dancing or singing or just standing like fucking Superman for five minutes, then the emotion, the peak emotional state will transfer easily in reality because your unconscious believes that to be true. Okay. So that's, that's the process. First, best case scenario. Second would be, okay, you know, normal. Third would be worst case scenario, all with the heightened emotional state throughout. Dude, that is so, so good. So like when you're doing this, like, is there a general rule of thumb, like how many times to practice or is this something you should be doing every day or, or how does that look? So, I mean, not necessarily you have to practice it, but as you do it more, your unconscious will get used to it. It'll begin to expect what you're looking for. So it'll get faster. Okay. Um, but generally there's no real practice because what's going to happen is as you like close your eyes to do anything, whether it's meditate, affirmations, visualizations, whatever it is, you're setting your mind in a certain direction and your mind will start producing results, images, experiences, emotions based on that direction. And what may happen is you may close your eyes to visualize the best case scenario of, uh, you know, you crushing this deal and feeling good and comfortable about money. And it'll bring up this memory or this screenshot of your childhood, something that you completely forgot about. And you may beat yourself up and be like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be visualizing right now. But what I tend to find is that the same way if you get a cut on your body, your body will heal itself. Our mind is always trying to heal us, too. The problem is we distract ourselves from healing with our phone, with food. Some people distract themselves with the gym or even with work, right? And when you distract yourselves from healing, you don't get the opportunity to heal. So something like visualizing and just setting aside 10 minutes to start thinking down the right path. If your mind brings up something other than what you intended to do, follow that path. I've had the most insane breakthroughs by setting my intention for like one thing and my mind just takes me down a whole fucking spiral until I realize, holy shit, this is what caused it. Okay. So that's, that's what I'll say on that. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that was really good, dude. That was amazing. I've, I got so many ideas. Okay. Question for you. I've been wanting to ask you this. What do you think about listening to like sleep hypnosis, like stuff while you're sleeping about like um, like money affirmations or something. Mathematics is big on that. So I've, okay. I wanted to ask your opinion on that. All right. So whether or not, because I, I don't know, I'm asleep when this is happening, so I can't check it. Whether okay. or not these suggestions actually enter your unconscious and change things in your sleep is irrelevant. What is the important part is you setting the expectation and the standard that I'm going to play this tonight and this is going to help me feel a certain way. Hypnosis is not a hypnotist talking to you. It's, it's experience. It is everything. So you say, you know what? That. I'm going to play a money hypnosis session for 12 hours, and this is going to help me break free of my belief for money. If you believe that to be true, it's true. Dude, oh my gosh. Okay. I know there's probably someone, at least one person, like thinking they're sitting back there thinking, okay, like, if you could just control yourself with your mind and and manifest anything into reality, like why is, why is not, why isn't everyone doing it? Like why, 
they're just skeptics. Like, what would you say to the people who are skeptical? About hypnosis specifically? Yeah. So, I okay. Would say. Literally one in two people I meet are skeptical about hypnosis. <laughs> uh-huh. So you can do a reframe, right? Uh, a reframe I really like is they say you're skeptical. You say, awesome. I appreciate you letting me know that. You're not skeptical. You're just a thorough learner. You just want to know everything about it first. So, hey, I'll help you learn. Okay. Reframe in their mind. Skeptic is like holding up a shield. Thorough learner is they're holding up a notebook. Okay. So you can say that. Uh, when it comes... So sometimes it's skeptical about hypnosis itself. Other times it's skeptical about whether or not I can get the results through whatever it is. Um, That is a deeper issue because that goes down to typically an identity. Um, Uh The first step would be to identify that identity and you can do a reframe around that too. So for example, I mentioned a reframe earlier. You're not insecure. You're just confident that you're insecure. Hmm. So Tyler, is, is a lot of the, the work in hypnosis you're doing like a fair amount of a bunch of reframes? Reframes are a, a lot of it. There's, it's, okay. it's a very powerful tool. So I use it often. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I learned about, about reframes a little bit in NLP. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. So for anyone listening, and I guess for you too, um, NLP was created by studying hypnotists. It is the science of hypnosis rather than the art of hypnosis. Um, so yes, re- reframes, preframes, super fucking important. I mentioned you say we're gonna say, say it, then say that you said it. It all falls into that category. The other important part, sort of a new path in my mind popped up is Framing, framing in general, the frame that you hold. Okay. So by the way, if you're in sales, if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to be a speaker on stage, you're a fucking hypnotist. You don't have to call yourself a hypnotist to be a hypnotist. All humans are. It's how we're wired. Okay. So framing, framing is how people perceive you. Essentially, I hold the frame of a hypnotist. And what that means is I am super confident this is going to work. I need to be because you, you don't, no one knows what hypnosis is. So I need to be 100% confident in my description of it for people to adopt that belief. I hold myself on the frame of an authority figure, a master, the best in the world at what I do. If you're in sales and you want to close sales easier, you need to be the best fucking salesperson in the world. You need to be confident and there to truly help and understand that person. Okay. I did take that on a bit of a tangent. So you can wind me back if you want with another question. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love that. Um, be confident in like, cause when you're explaining hypnosis, like people aren't going to believe you as much if you are not confident. Them. Yeah. And you're not confident in like, this is what it is. Like, I'm sure of it. Um, so how do you, how would you say to, what would you say to salesmen, people um, who are in sales, maybe speakers too? Like how, I guess, like what are the steps to become that confident? Like is, like, do you, when you uh, step into that, are you um, 
like getting yourself in state before. I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but I'm just thinking about the confidence and your ability to solve their problems and stuff. So I, I'll tell you what I did for myself. Um, I, we mentioned that there's experiences that form beliefs that form identities. Yeah. You want to make the change on the identity level. That way you don't, I don't have to get myself hyped up to do a podcast or to do a session because I'm so confident that I can just crush it on autopilot. Right. Okay. That's because my identity level has changed. Now, yeah. initially, when I first found hypnosis, I was sort of shocked into it. I wasn't I didn't have the identity of a hypnotist. I had the identity of a college kid who didn't want to be in college. OK, I went to this networking event, Build Your Empire. It's actually where I met Kayla Maddox. Mm -hmm. And this was the first event I branded myself as Tyler, the hypnotist, creating a new identity for myself. Okay. OK, and what I did was the night before I made a list on a whiteboard and to the left, I wrote who I am now, I would change that looking back to how I view myself. Uh, then I wrote who I meant to be, my true self. And what I did is on the left, I wrote down a list of all the beliefs that don't serve me, all the identities that I currently hold, um, the, the way I view myself, the way I feel. I got a map of my current identity. Then on the right, I closed my eyes and I saw myself in five years, I saw myself in a year, I saw myself at my highest potential. I noticed instantly that that person stood differently than how I was currently standing. I noticed when he spoke, he was very clear and concise in the words that he said and he transferred a certain level of conviction through his words. I wrote down the beliefs that he holds about himself, the identities he holds. And I went to that event the next day and at first I was, creating the illusion to achieve the dream. I didn't feel like that person yet, but I knew that I'm gonna walk like he walks. I'm gonna speak like he speaks and things that he would do that I would be nervous about, I'm gonna do them automatically. One specific story, I think this was a moment where I truly stepped into my identity. It was Build Your Empire. It was at this beautiful mansion. There was this awesome backyard, long pool, fireplace all the way in the back. It was the lunch break day number one. All the speakers, the 100 millionaires, the billionaires, the top guys in the industry were all in the back around the fireplace talking to each other. Every single person was looking at them and wanting to be there. I was looking at them and wanting to be there. I realized Tyler the hypnotist would not wait to be invited. So I walked up to them completely unconsciously. I pointed in the center of where they're all sitting, right next to the fireplace. I said, holy shit, look at that. Everyone stops talking. They look at where I'm pointing. I step into it. I say, that is a perfect spot for me to stand and introduce myself. My name's Tyler the Hypnotist. How are we fucking doing? Okay. Everyone started smiling. Some people started laughing. That was the mm. best thing they fucking experienced because I didn't view them for the frame that they held. I viewed myself having that same frame. I deserve, I belong with those billionaires. So I went back there, introduced myself, sat down, and I was there every single day for the three-day event. That is the moment, I believe, where I'm like, holy shit, okay, this isn't someone I want to be. This is who I fucking am, and I'm just realizing it now. If you're watching on this on video, you can just see me going like, <laughs> I, I don't, Tyler, I, I think we should end, end this there because I don't want to say anything else because that is so tactical and uh, like i i kid you not i wrote down how i view myself 
and who I'm meant to be. Like, and that just, man, in that that tactic that you did, the thing you did, you just pointed, stepped in there. Genius, right? I use that literally every time I introduce myself to groups now. It works perfectly. (laughs) I'm going to steal it now. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. Well, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I, I would usually ask you, if you have anything else to share, but I, I kind of want to just cut it there if you're cool with it and tell people where to find you, you know, because I want people Beautiful, to, dude. to find you. Yeah, for sure. So, Hey, if you want to reach out to me personally, whether it's because you want to work with me individually, you want to improve your sales, or you just have a question on something I said, the best way to reach me is through my Instagram. It is Tyler, the hypnotist straight through. Shoot me a DM. Uh, I probably won't get back to you immediately, but I answer every single DM that comes through. Other than that, what I would encourage you to do is if you are listening to this while driving or while doing something else, take the time to listen to this with a fucking notebook. Cause not only does this stuff work for me, but this is stuff I teach to clients who have insane fucking results. And uh, literally this podcast will change your life if you allow it to, and you believe it will. Okay. If you allow uh, it to, I believe you. Dude, Pierce, this was awesome, dude. Uh, super fun. And um, yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me on. Amazing. Thanks, man.